Hey everyone, on this week's episode, we will dive into some deep topics, including suicide, and this may be triggering for some. This is a trigger warning, and if you or anyone you know is struggling, please reach out to 800-273-8255. And the beauty ideal has always, in my mind, for a lot of women, been mostly out of reach. It's unrealistic. It's interesting how we've always wanted what we really can't have. I invented Nightcap in a dream. This is the In Your Dreams podcast. Welcome to the In Your Dreams podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, I have with me today Brie Heinegger. She is a artist and entrepreneur from South Florida. And I found Brie at a market here locally. And I immediately was, ca- I guess you just immediately caught my attention by you and your art. Um, you had what I could describe as a mannequin with like this rainbow just paint running down the mannequin and the mannequin was turning around in circles very slowly but it was just like when you walked in the doors like you had to know what that was Mm -hmm. so please tell us what that exactly was who you are and what you do hello so my name is Brielle Heinegger I am a studio artist from Palm Beach, and my art focuses on the divine female power uh, that comes from within us and from our bodies. So that sculpture that you actually saw, it's called Girl Interrupted, and it was created to honor my best friend who unfortunately passed away um, about five years ago. It feels like yesterday, but about five years ago, and she struggled heavily with bipolar disorder. And so it's made out of ceramic, uh, out of clay, which um, it took me about a year to learn how to do. It's a very finicky medium, but I made five of them. Uh, Well, five stand. I made 12 of them and only five of them survived. (laughs) But um, that one, Girl Interrupted, is ceramic, and I poured about... Gosh, I don't know. I wish I I counted specifically, but I think it's about over 50 layers of resin poured over the course of six months. Um, And I just poured layer after layer after layer, and it's all fluorescent, uh, fluorescent activated. So when a fluorescent light is on, it just turns into a completely different thing. Um, But yeah. I'm so happy that I met you that night and that sculpture is one of my proudest moments as well. Yeah, it's so awesome. Like I was just immediately like, I need to talk to her. Who is that? (laughs) But you also, you know, create this this whole other side of art. And um, I would love if you could talk a little bit about, um, you know, the the pieces that you were selling there um, because those were beautiful as well. And I know it has uh, a whole different meaning and... um, it's very deep actually you know the pieces that that you do and create and I would love if you could go into that a little bit absolutely I would love to so like I said before my art goes into uh the divine female power and from that I mean I like my goal with my art is to give women a new perspective on themselves so I take the vibrancy I feel coming from the soul and I portray that in my art. So I like to say that I paint the aura. So 
a lot of my paintings incorporate colors that I take from the personality of the woman I'm working with. Exactly. Yeah. So every painting is unique. And my goal is to just give a woman or anyone the chance to just be like, okay, take a step back. Don't feel separate from your body. You are just completely in it, you know? And if you look at a lot of my paintings, uh, one of the paintings that was there that night, one of my favorite actually, um, its name is Aphrodite. And in that painting, it's just blue energy just flowing all around it. And you can tell that it's just energy, you know? And I don't plan anything with my paintings. All of it's intuitive. And um, I just, all I do is, let me, how about, how about this? I'll take it from the beginning. So what I'll do when I'm creating a painting, I'll get to know the woman that I'm working with. That is step one. Because the most important aspect in my work is the energy that the woman is giving off. It's like her, her vibe. So would someone come to you and they say, I want this? Or you're just picking friends? It just depends. I mean, I've done all of the above, actually. I do do commission works. And in, in that case, like someone will come to me and be like, hey, will you please paint me? And then I'll, you know, run things by him, by them. And what we'll do is we'll have a sit down just like this. And I'll just get to know the woman that I'm working with. Because I can't paint someone unless I feel like I know and understand what they hold and they love and they, you know, what they are, you know. Um, their vibe is just the most important thing. Because their energy that they give off, their aura, that's where the colors are going to come in. That's the only thing I planned beforehand and the pose that the model is, you know, in. We'll do this. We'll sit down, have a rundown, and then we'll have a photo shoot. Um, and I will be taking the pictures. And then the model and I, or the individual that I'm working with, uh, she will pick the photo with me. And then from there, I'll tell her how I'm feeling and she'll tell me how she's feeling. I get, I kind of pick up on colors pretty fast. Um, yeah, pretty fast. I would say within the, the first five minutes of talking to someone. And, you know, there's always the most basic question. What's your favorite color? Mm. <laughs> um, uh, that's a really good way to start. Uh, but from there, you kind of can just pick it up. And things, you know, work together and things don't. But um, I start with the outline. A really, really rough sketch. And everything else is just go with the wind wherever it takes me you know i don't plan anything that's so crazy yeah yeah if you were to sit down with yourself what colors would you choose or is it even different is it different every day or is it the same colors for uh, you that's a really good question uh for me it can be different definitely um you change all the time, yeah. especially I know there are days where I feel like so up and vibrant and there are days where I just feel drawn back. But um, I'm a big blue. I'm a big blue person. I've always been drawn to the color blue and it's a big part of my aura for sure. I resonate with blue. Like I just feel one with the ocean. I am a Pisces. I am a water sign. Like mm -hmm. naturally I am definitely blue. I love the color blue. I feel like when I wear blue, it makes me feel the most confident. Yeah. And I might have to do with like my eyes and you have blue eyes too. So that's yeah. funny. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's funny how things like that 
you just you can tell you, you pick it up yeah but um definitely does change absolutely yeah. yeah you know i was listening a little bit to your story and i know that your story kind of like formed in a way and really came together which i absolutely love to talk about because i believe that everything happens for a reason and i mean your story is exactly that so tell us like how you got into all of this oh yes i can totally start there um i guess i'll start from the beginning i was in college at alabama i've always been an artist but i never really chased it if that makes sense you know like I would just do it on my own. I painted a lot of murals in my own house, nowhere publicly. You know, I was very private with my art. I didn't really share it with anyone, which is odd because I'm very, I'm an extroverted individual, I would like to say. But yeah, I, I kept my art very private. I would make art for my mom, my dad, you know, um, and myself. And then I was at, at Alabama and my best friend, who I created that sculpture for, she committed suicide. And it happens. It does. It happens. It's it's sad, but it happens. Um, And, you know, I just, my world shattered. Mm -hmm. My perception shattered. Like, everything I thought I knew, I was like, I don't know anything. Um, And I was sent into a dark depression for about a year. And then I had a really big realization about exactly actually almost exactly to the day of when she passed away a year and it just like like a switch I was like I need to stop doing all the things that I'm doing and get on the right path because I was on a dark path Mm -hmm. I was hanging out with the wrong people doing the wrong things and it just like hit me one night like like that and I felt it it was like a, it felt like a, like I was having a heart attack I was like and then after I got that fresh air and I just breathed all that negativity out and I was like you need to do what you're meant to do and I started painting again well actually I started painting for the first time I didn't start painting until my sophomore year of college and um, I started painting again on my bedroom walls um and I just never went out again. I was just, just like staying in my room, painting and painting and painting. And I felt like this light come back into my life from that moment. And it gave me a drive. So after that, I transferred home back to Florida and began just chasing art. And I was like, you know what? I was studying business at the time in college. I was like, screw this. I was like, business is great. It's very, it's a great thing to study. But I was like, if I'm going to put myself in school and I'm going to dedicate years of my life to something, I want to dedicate it to something that I know for a fact that I love and I will do for the rest of my life. And I was like, that one thing is art for me. I can use art and I, I do it every day and not for anyone else. Now, sometimes for, 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 mm-hmm. people, for everyone else, but I do it every day for myself. So I did just that. And then one night, um, I struggled, uh, well, actually my majority of my adult career, I've struggled with really bad body dysmorphia. And I mean, bulimia, anorexia, and a lot of my friends did too. And so common for it's, women. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's like an epidemic. It's, oh, yeah. it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, for men as well. I mean, it's a really 
common thing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I got a bottle of wine one night mm-hmm. and a big mirror. And I locked my doors and kept my art supplies out. And I just painted myself. And I have never felt more confident and powerful and one in touch with my body. And I was like, at the end of the night, I had this painting and it was beautiful. It's nothing like I've ever created. Actually, this was the first time I ever painted on canvas. I don't know why, but I've always kind of like pushed it to the side. I'm like, no, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm just painting on walls or something, you know? Um, But it was the first time I painted on canvas. I didn't even prime the canvas, which is crazy thinking back on it. But that painting, I had no idea that that painting would start my whole career. Wow. It did. I showed that painting to uh, someone that I, I was working as a, at a hostess at this restaurant on the island called Bukan. It's a very famous restaurant on Palm Beach. And I showed it to one of the regulars who was a good friend of mine. And I know he appreciated art, not expecting anything from it. I was just like, look what I did last night. I'm so happy about it. It's, I feel so good about it. I feel like it's really me, you know? And I showed it to him and he fell in love with it. And he was like, oh my gosh, Brie. And I was like, what? He's like, I am throwing this big party. He's a commercial real estate man. His name is Matthew. Um, Matthew Brzezinski. But um, (laughs) shout out. Love you. Um, He was like, Brie, I am throwing this big party and um, I need an artist to host the like to throw the party for and it's going to market off my building. He's like, I have looked and I've looked and I've looked and he's like, this is what exactly what I'm looking for. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Wow. I was like, is there, are, you, are you sure? Like what? I was yeah. taken back from it. Cause yeah. you know, I was just showing my friend a painting, mm-hmm. not expecting anything from it. And he was like, this is, I love it. Can you fill enough to fill a huge building? So I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can, I can do it. I can do it uh, a week later. Well, actually that same week I quit my job, put my two weeks in and I, bought a bunch of new art supplies like i said this i've never painted on canvas before this was my first canvas painting so it's like i didn't even prime it i'm like what am i doing i had to teach myself how to do everything everything and i did but at the time i was a student at florida atlantic university still am last semester (laughs) woohoo for me yeah let's go (laughs) but um yeah so i put my two weeks in, bought a bunch of art supplies, got an art studio that same month, all getting ready to go and just got on it. Skip forward six months, 16 paintings later, four sculptures and a film. And March 5th, 2022, I had my first art show, 400 people attended and I sold half of my series in, on the first night. It was, I mean, it still is. I feel like I'm living in a dream. Do you ever think back and just think to yourself, like, what if I never met him? What if I never showed this to him? I don't know. I've actually never thought of, like, what if? Because it's just not, I don't know. Like, it just just happened. happened. And it was so natural. Like you said, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. It was so unforced. It wasn't easy at all like it took dedication it Mm -hmm. took time 
but it was easy in the sense where it was just me like how this is for me and you like i'm just talking to you i'm just being myself i wasn't nervous it's who i am to my core i couldn't stop it even if i wanted to it was the path that i was born to be on yeah that's so amazing thank you i want to talk a little bit more about like you know body dysmorphia and mm-hmm. stuff like that and um you said you you painted yourself and this helped you in some ways is there ways that as women we can help each other with this problem because i feel like on social media these days like there's so many filters and so mm-hmm. many so many pictures that are facetuned and it's really hard to differentiate what's real and what's not and mm-hmm. i just feel like this problem is getting so much worse and that's why i loved love having you because you do stand for such an amazing purpose it's just awesome to see someone who is doing something about it and showing other people that they have beautiful bodies because um there's not you know a lot of of people that are spreading awareness about this kind of thing. Do you ever have people that come to you about this and are looking for you to help them with this? Absolutely. Really? And may I just say, I'm not cured myself. Right. Like I, it's a continuous struggle for me. Yeah. Um, it's an on and off day, you know? I'll wake up one day feeling not well and I'll be like really down about how I am and then the next day I'll feel great and then I'll have to just remind myself. But yes, um, I do have many women come to me, a lot of my close friends as well, who struggle with this on the daily. Um, and you know, for what I say to them, it's just, you have to remind yourself that you are not your body, but you are connected to it. I like to think of it as in a way like we are just these, we're light, just filling this container that is holding what's really important our energy and our souls it's what brings us to life and without that we're just nothing Mm -hmm. we're just we're not alive Mm -hmm. and (laughs) that's just so like not everyone thinks like that and yeah i mean it's awesome that you have that perspective and you can share that well thank you but it's like i said i'm i I struggle on the daily and i'm continuous like through my art, I get to practice confidence too because it reminds me. I'm like looking at what I'm doing and I'm like, you're all right. And also, um, it is getting worse today, but I'm studying in art history actually. This week, we talked about the prehistoric era and the beauty ideal. In every single age of life and history, there's always been a beauty ideal, the beauty standard, what they wanted. And in the prehistoric era, it was a woman who was more stocky and built to hold a baby. She was more fertile, more, you know, stronger. Um, and at that time, that would have been, re- if you think about it, it would have been really hard because they were scavengers. And the beauty ideal has always, in my mind, for a lot of women, been mostly out of reach. It's unrealistic. And it's it's interesting how we've always wanted what we really can't have. Hundred percent, it's always unattainable. Yes, exactly. And even I always say or think to myself too, because obviously I struggle with this stuff too. But you know, the person that you think is so perfect and you want to have their body and their this and that may be thinking that about someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's never, you know, we're none of us are perfect, obviously, mm-hmm. but 
we all struggle with the same. We, we all struggle with it. Exactly. We're all going through the motions together. Yeah. And I feel like as a collective women, we need to support each other. Mm-hmm. And I mean, social media, I feel like a lot of it is marketed towards that beauty ideal. They want you to reach it. They want you to try to reach it for money and power and everybody's different. And that's such a, I feel like that's, it kind of is a frustrating thing to say because you know, everybody's different. You just hear it so often, but it's like, you're always going to want what you can attain. And if you do attain it, you're going to want something else. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to have these, these friends who um, would make comments about like what times, like if they didn't want to eat after a certain time, you know, they would, um, they would comment on if someone else was mm. doing that. And it's just like, keep that stuff to yourself. And yeah, um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And, and those are also signs of people struggling if they're commenting about you. Know, you. Sometimes you need to learn to love from afar. Mm-hmm. I've learned that the thing to do at times is to separate yourself. And if you feel like you're in a situation such as that, and you do care for the girls that are saying that, just distance you know distance and you can love and you can care for them but you have to learn that they're on this track and they're not gonna they're not trying to help you and you can help them but sometimes people are bringing you down Mm -hmm. and you have to be selfish at times Mm -hmm. that's it's a big thing i've learned actually because the majority of my life i was not selfish and you need to be selfish at times you have to take care of yourself you know it's an important thing. You're so wise, I swear. <laughs> like it's crazy. Oh my gosh, you're you are you're, so empowering. No, you're just you're older than me, and I'm just excited because I know that when I get older, I will have the mental capacity like you. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I don't know. That's another thing. I had a really really interesting conversation with someone today. She's from my school at FAU. Probably one of the coolest people I've met at that campus really really down to earth and she's younger than me by by a solid by a solid amount of years really yeah yeah but i've learned that you know age doesn't always mean wisdom at all you know it doesn't and i've learned that this well for the past couple years i've started to learn that but mostly this year um or the past two years you just learn that age doesn't mean wisdom and there's really nothing separating you from the adult. And I put like quotation marks around the adult because what defines an adult, you know? Right. What? Yeah. I had someone ask me the other day, um, what my struggles are as a woman entrepreneur. And I actually thought about this, um, for a long time after, because I feel like I haven't exactly had, a struggle as a woman founder, but almost as a young founder. Mm-hmm. And there had there was a lot to do with like ageism. Mm-hmm. And I started Nightcap when I was 16. So, so cool. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. And if I picked up the phone and started calling people, I was scared that they would start laughing or mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what to say. I didn't know anything. So... Mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned so much by just 
going through the motions and trial and error. I'm sure you feel the same exact way, but people think I'm a lot older than I am just because of the experiences that I've had and um, everything I've gone through with nightcap and with life and whatever. But um, yeah, I actually, you know, I'm, I know that there's, you know, I guess I'm very fortunate that I haven't had any encounters or bad encounters yeah. being a woman founder. I actually was on a business call the other day with like five like older men. Yeah. And I felt like I was leading the call. So I, I just like, I don't know. I still have yet to answer this question, but I really felt like age was a huge factor. And um, honestly, I like started this podcast so young entrepreneurs can learn that this stuff isn't impossible and bringing on like you as a young woman um entrepreneur um it just shows people that like they can do it too and it's not you know maybe i was 16 and confused and um insecure about what i was going to say and everything but like we made it here and uh you you get through it and mm -hmm. you figure it out just like everything else i'm really happy you haven't had any bad experience as a as a woman, I have. Really? What was your experience like? Uh, unfortunately, uh, I've had a few men try to act like they want to do business with me uh, when really they're just trying to get in my pants. Uh, it happens a lot. Um, so sorry. Oh, well, look, you trip and you fall and then you get back up. That's my best advice. Uh, and when something like that happens, when a man comes to you, and he gives you false promises, not just a man, women do this too. And I'm not talking about the whole sleeping thing. I'm talking about people will false promise you. They'll try to manipulate you because you are a woman or because you're young, because that's happened to me as well. But you just, you have to be cautious. Unfortunately for me, I go by a rule. And I, I mean, I don't know if you're going to agree with this. I'd like to hear your point of view from this, but yeah. I go from you are guilty until proven not. So if someone comes to me and they say they have good intentions until they prove otherwise, they are still to me like they are not, they're going to do the wrong thing. So that's how I go from it. If someone approaches me with a business idea, I do not take it seriously until they prove themselves. It's funny that you say that because I think the same way but i've mm -hmm. been trying to switch it i've been trying mm -hmm. to do the whole you're innocent until proven guilty but mm -mm. i don't know if that's gonna work out i know i see i i was almost hesitant to say that too because i'm like i don't know if this is the right thing to say but that's how i approach it mm -hmm. um and maybe it makes me feel safer but i did approach it the first way or not the first way the innocent until proven guilty at first right and i learned that you can't for me at least i can't do that because people will take advantage of you they will they will lie to you they will manipulate you the world isn't perfect you know people are people mess up people make mistakes and you know it happens but like i say you trip and you fall and you get back up that's the only way to do it you can't let someone else's lies or fails stump you oh yeah especially like in business too mm -hmm. it's you know michael and i are the only employees and 
we don't come from a family of entrepreneurs, so we didn't have anyone to go and ask their opinion, really. Um, we figured all of this out on our own, and not everyone was, you know, like coming to us with the best um, intentions. Yeah. Uh, you have to learn that, and you have to learn how to say no more than yes, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've learned for sure is that, yeah, people – people don't always have your best interest. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like it's almost the opposite in most cases, unfortunately. Yeah. I I mean, definitely in my experience, you need to learn how to say no. I wanted to go back a little backtrack. This is like the weirdest thing ever, but I remember when I was younger and my brother and I would watch Shark Tank and I just had these thoughts that "Mm, like, that's not impossible. I could do that one day. I'll probably do that one day. And lo and behold, (laughs) I was wondering if you had experience and if like your journey from Bukan to here had anything to do with how you how you were thinking. Absolutely. 100 percent manifestation is a way of life. (laughs) (laughs) So right now I'm going through yoga teacher training. Um, It's very enlightening experience. It's very awakening. Um, I'm being awoken. It's so cool, but it's a lot about manifestation and how you are completely connected to the world around you and the environment. Everything has energy to it. Everything. (laughs) Like (laughs) manifestation. So absolutely it it did. Um, I have this mantra that I say to myself, I am, I am. And... I repeat it daily, but when it comes to art, I mean, I'm looking at myself. I can't, uh, I can't relate to you on the Shark Tank thing. Not in the Shark Tank <laughs> sense. I mean, I love Shark Tank, <laughs> so cool. Um, but when I was younger, I never thought that I would be a professional artist. I've always been an artist, but I never believed. I thought that it was too far out of reach, and I hate saying that. I hate saying That's that because it's it's not too far out of reach. Being an artist is awesome and it is completely possible. But I didn't believe that until my best friend died and I had that whole ego death and I completely changed. Um, well, not completely, but I, I changed. Um, but manifestation, you need to think, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, it's it's not going to happen. You have to know that it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, you, I, I think you can relate to that. Like, you, you speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. When I pray, I think. I don't wish. I don't want. I think. Mm-hmm. Even if it's in the future, I think. I say, thank you for giving me this. Or, wow. thank you. It's, it's a huge part, That's and I'm saying it, it works. And yes, I say thank you to him daily for the things in the universe around me. Energy, I just, you speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you cannot say I want or when. Mm-hmm. You say I have yeah. or thank you. Yeah. I also, yeah, I do all the whole, the whole affirmation thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I do that whole, like mainly every morning. And um, I do feel a whole energy shift when I'm saying, you know, I am this, I am that, but 
I'm going to start saying thank you instead. Um, but I, I do the affirmations in the morning and it makes me feel, even if you're not even feeling like mm-hmm. your hottest self, just do it. And absolutely something in your subconscious will be like, all right, I'm it like to go. tricks your brain. Oh yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. And I'm so happy that, um, that you do it. I mean, oh, yeah. meditation as well. I'm, I have really bad ADHD. I'm like, you can't, I can't stop moving. But um, meditation has helped me in a lot of ways. And when I meditate, I manifest. Yeah, so I just got into hot yoga a couple months ago. Oh, fun. And because. when I when I stop doing hot yoga, I can feel like, I can feel tension and I can mm-hmm. feel like negative energy coming like into my brain and i'm like uh-uh, i have to go back you're like huh? <laughs> but seriously like your whole like mind body connection it's like so real and i never noticed that until i really went to yoga and i i was pulling muscles and stretching much yeah. muscles that i didn't even know i had but it's crazy yeah. i love it so much and it, it makes a crazy difference but um also i wanted to touch again on how i was saying when i was younger i had these like thoughts about mm-hmm. you know things not being impossible and um what really happened was um when I was in high school which you know I can actually relate to you very very hard on this but I was in high school I was a cheerleader and um I um had a cheer coach who took his life he hung himself and I was only 15 at the time Mm -hmm. and um you know I had all these little girls on the team that were just coming to practice saying what happened which is just traumatizing what do you tell a 12 year old um and I remember just that entire year basically wanting to do anything that I could to help people with mental illness and I was like I think the vice president of my class or something and Mm -hmm. I um, was raising money um, to donate to the National Alliance on Mental Illness but not only this like that experience for me really like opened my eyes and shifted my perspective on absolutely everything and that was the moment where I said there is no guaranteed tomorrow and um you know if if you love something do it and a couple months later I feel like it honestly was a couple months later because I was 15 and then nightcap happened at 16 so I felt like this was all really connected because Mm -hmm. it was like oh you have this dream about a scrunchie that can save lives like who knows like what this can bring and who this will save but I I really feel like my cheer coach just I mean you changed your life he, he did. yeah changed your life yeah. it is so common it is and it's getting more common it is yeah mental illness mm-hmm. is an epidemic along with eating disorders mm-hmm. a lot of mental problems are going on but it is something that happens and it's When my friend died, she was my best friend. She was my best friend, and she was like my soul sister. I was supposed to, I mean, I can get into it. It's a sad story, but I was supposed to transfer um, schools. I was going to transfer schools for her. And she always said that I kept her alive longer than she should have been. And when I left, she, she killed herself probably about a month and a half in. 
And I called her that morning. I called her and I called her and I called her and she didn't answer. She didn't answer. And um, it's a really sad thing that you go through, but it definitely altered the course of my life. Like in the day that I met her, I remember seeing her and I looked at my mom. I was like the first day I went to school at Newman. I transferred after my freshman year at, of high school from King's Academy to Cardinal Newman. And that's where I met Bridget Sullivan. Shout out girl. I love you. Um, but I met her and I remember I like, I was with my mom. She drove me to school. I was like, mom, 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 that girl is freaking beautiful. Look at her. She's, she's like a model. I, I'm going to school with models. I like freaked out. I didn't know who she was. Oh God, that is so cute. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know she, we were going to be best friends and she was going to change my entire life. Yeah. No idea. My mom was like, just get out of the car. <laughs> She's like, oh, we became friends like that and became like inseparable. I love her so much. I love her parents. We're still friends. Um, but I remember that happening. And if I would have known that would have happened, I would have done it all over again. I would have, I would have done it all over again. She was the most amazing person. She struggled very badly but she had a greater purpose in this life like she helped so many people changed a lot of people's lives and i like to think of it that a good did come from it mm -hmm. i wasn't the same person after i mean i am i was still like me you know but my what is it called my what i hold dearly changed what I thought was important changed. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. I was, I was, I was, I, I feel like I was a child and then that happened and I became what I like to describe an adult. Yes. My perception changed and um, good can come from it. It changed your life. You're someone who important you lost in your life from that makes you be like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. And then you realize, wait life is more than what i thought it was and a good can come from this and you can learn from this and change it and evolve it into something that you can use you know and i like to think that she's with me all the time mm -hmm. i talk to her i feel her presence i mean like i say i read energy pretty well i'm not a medium by any means and mediums are real but i'm not a medium um they are. No, they are. <laughs> they, are they are real. But um, <laughs> I'm not one. But I can feel when she's with me. She's come to me in dreams before. Um, and like, it's weird. This is like kind of getting off subject. But one time I was dreaming and she came to me and it was like recently after she, not very recently, but um, it was after she passed away. And I like knew I was dreaming because I saw her and I guess like, in the dream, I was like, there's no way that I'm alive. Like, I'm awake right now because Bridget's standing in front of me. And Bridget looked at me and I'm like, how are you here right now? And she's like, I just wanted to come say hi to you. I miss you and I love you. And she gave me a hug. And I was like, I love you. Thank you for coming to saying hi. She's, I'm like, I'm like, I'm dreaming right now. She's like, yeah, but I just, just wanted to come give you a hug. Oh, that's like so, Crazy, that's so right? Amazing. It's happened three times since that time. Yeah. And every time I wake up and I feel like peace. Wow. It's crazy. Do you think that's what made you very intuitive? I think that she's definitely a huge factor in it. Yeah. I mean, I think that I do have, she's my guardian angel for sure. She's definitely watching and with me and 
I think that I, I mean, I owe my success to God, but I do say that she was a huge part of it. I think that she definitely helped stones fall into place for me. But um, energy wise, I've always been pretty in tune. My mother is a huge uh, part of that. My mom is a one of a kind individual. I love her to death. She's my best friend. Um, but she is very, very in tune, like down to earth, wow. has educated me from a very young age about spiritual and a higher power and energy and the people she hangs out with. She always surrounded me with older people. I think it's both of them, my mom and Bridget. Yeah. Definitely. What did your mom think when, well, what was your mom's reaction to you and all of the art that you've created? When I switched my major from business to art, my mom freaked out. She was like, no, you can't do this. This is, you need, you need a real job. I was like, mom, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. It'll come. I'm doing what I love. It'll come. She was not all gun ho about it at first. Um, she came around, you know, a couple of weeks later. But my dad was the one that was like, do what you love, girl. Just go for it. He was really supportive, which he's a really big entrepreneur. And he's really, he does well in the business world. He's very established. So I thought he'd be the one that was like, no. But he was like, go for it. And oh. I was like, all right. All right, dad. You surprised me on this one. I was like, cool. But my mom... Um, when things started to take off and when she actually saw my work, she was like, wait, hold on. You're doing it right. You're doing it. Go, 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 run. <laughs> she was like, go for it. She helped me plan the party, um, curate the exhibition, and she today is my biggest supporter. That's so awesome. Yeah, she's super cool. Besides blue, if I asked you to paint me, what color do I perceive does I, that make sense perceive yes. yeah 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 yeah. I, I get pink oh my god I knew you'd say that <laughs> wait I act, is it because like all of this stuff makeup I, I no I, I actually get pink from you I get pink and I get like a lime green Ooh. I don't know if that's because of lamp no it's not it's but <laughs> I get a uh, pink blue um a lime green and almost like a pale yellow yeah but it's like a it's like hints of lime green like really i don't even know if it'd be lime i'm kind of iffy on the green but definitely the pink the yellow and the blue i love it mm -hmm. i love that sometimes i don't know about an. so i usually start with a solid three colors and then you know from those three colors i'm gonna get like like a bunch of more because there's not just one blue there's like patho blue there's there's like a bunch of different blues in a blue you know what i mean there's yeah. we can go down the color theory I've done branding before i know how <laughs> you know how it works. A -A nine six two five. <laughs> all of the colors they're all so specific yeah so i'll start with like three major colors and then like two iffies and then as i'm going along i'll see if i want to incorporate those because sometimes i like to do like small accents of stuff um but yeah beautiful Yes. Now that I'm thinking about it, the artwork in my room is pink, blue, like a pale yellow, and green. <laughs> really? <laughs> and like a hint of orange. Yeah. But yeah. And I'm like, whoa, how'd you do that? Is it like a light orange? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a light orange. That's so weird. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I don't, 
I have no idea. Oh my gosh. No. It's crazy. I do um, a couple of questions at the end of each episode. Um, tells you us a little bit more about you and your dreams. <laughs> what was your ultimate dream when you were a child? <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. Um, I wanted to be an artist, but I didn't think it was possible. So I guess be an artist yeah. and be a musician at the same time. I love music and I love to sing. Do you really? I do. Oh my God. I like you more and more. <laughs> <laughs> what is your dream day? So when you wake up in the morning, give us the itinerary. You like everything that you'd want in the day. I'd wake up, I'd go to yoga mm. and meditate. Um, and then I would, and then I would go on a boat with my friends um, and then I'd go back and get lunch with my family, go home and clean up and go to my art studio and play some loud, loud music at my studio while vibe and paint. I love that. It's my dream day. That's so fun. <laughs> it's, my, it's my world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, when your passion is work, it's like... That's all I want to do, yes. That's what exactly what I'm saying. Like, when you do what you love, I mean, but also work is work. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing what you love, it, it's not it's not the same. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. What motivates you to get out of bed in the morning? Life. I love to be alive. I love to experience life. I just... The people in my life, too, my family, um, my loved ones. That's adorable. What is the most difficult obstacle you've had to overcome to follow your dreams? Depression. I would say depression, um, yeah. mental illness. Um, what is it called? I would just say doubt. Self-doubt? Self-doubt, yeah. I'm like trying to think of the word for it. Um, but yeah, self-doubt. Um, you have to just get past it. All the time. Ignore it. Yeah. Because yeah. it happens. Like, as much as I want to act like a confident girl, like, I doubt myself all the time. And it happens. And you yeah. just have to be like, yep. just go away. Yep. And even the most successful people have the same mm -hmm. little imposter syndrome kind of mm -hmm. creep up on them. Yeah. So when that happens, you just have to remember that it happens to everyone. Exactly. It's true. What advice would you give to someone who wants to chase their dreams? You're never going to have a day where it feels like you're ready. I love that. You're never going to feel ready. Just do it. Yes. There's nothing stopping you from going. Just do it. You're never going to be ready for anything. You're never going to be ready. It's so true. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's the best advice. Well, Brie, tell us where we can find you and where we can buy your art. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you can find me on my Instagram. It's... Brie L Art, B-R-E-E-E-L-L-E -E -E Art. Um, you can find my art on my website, B-R-E-E-E-L-L-E, Brielle.com. And you can also buy my art on my website. Or if you would like a commission, please feel free to DM me. And we can do something custom fun together. Oh my God. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on my podcast in your dreams and spreading positive light in the world. 
Thank you so much. Also, you guys can check me out at my upcoming art exhibition. I'm going to be featured in a group collective art exhibition at the Del Rey Art Garage called The Divine Feminine. Beautiful. So, yeah. Bye. Peace. <laughs>